the saga continues with Samson and a little trip into the city of Gaza, which means strong. Only three verses are given to this story, and there's no theological commentary attached to it. We just know that Samson goes to Gaza, sees a prostitute, and pays his money for her. Listen to what it says, Judges 16 verse 1. Samson went to Gaza, and there he saw a prostitute, and he went into her. What we should take notice of in the rest of this passage is that the news about Samson has traveled because Gaza is a good ways away from the city of Timnah. So Samson has become a national villain. The men of the city set a trap for Samson, yet they can't catch him. He's stronger than their strongest element, which would be the city gates. Those city gates would normally have been about two stories tall and securely anchored in the ground. And then Samson gets these gates and carries them some 40 miles away. Once again, it seems that God has empowered Samson in order to preserve Samson. And once again, God is providentially working through this careless, selfish man. And then we move quickly back towards Samson's birthplace, where we learn that Samson loved a woman named Delilah. So what's the point of verses 1 through 3? Why such a quick and seemingly disconnected story to the overall narrative? Well, it seems that we learn that nothing has changed with Samson. Samson still has no regard for his parents, no regard for God, only has regard for indulging whatever desire comes across him at the time. And just like the story of Judges is a devolving story of immorality, so too is Samson's life. He goes from pursuing a marriage with a Philistine woman, which is bad enough, to not even considering marriage. He just sees a woman that interests him and he goes in for a one-night stand. And then in verse 4, we find that he's apparently living with a woman that he supposedly loves. There's no sense of wanting to help Israel or save Israel. All of Samson's focus lands upon Samson. Samson thinks that he can handle anything. Samson thinks that he is invincible. He hasn't been overcome by the enemy yet, so why stop pursuing what Samson wants? But what Samson does not realize is that he cannot safely manage sin. No one can. Samson thinks that he's invincible. Samson thinks that he has things under control. Samson thinks that he could stop at any time and be safe. Or at least he thinks that he will always be more powerful than the consequences of his sin. But no one can manage sin. Trying to manage sin leads you into deeper and deeper levels of sin. Trying to manage sin leads you to trust in yourself and what is right in your own eyes, which only leads you down the path of more sin because you're not strong enough to supervise it or control it. You're not strong enough to manage or deal with sin, and yet some of you think that you are doing that very thing today. As someone once said, sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. Sin will always tell you that you can handle just a little bit more, that the consequences won't be that bad. That's the job of sin, to get you to operate in the flesh. And your flesh is weak, which is why we need to walk with Jesus day by day. When you pray today, Please remember Mikkel and Ruth Poirier, our missionaries in Canada. Also, remember the Garifuna Life Word broadcast heard in Belize, Guatemala, and Honduras.